from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jade Harrell. My role here at St. Louis Public Radio is Director of On-Demand and Content Partnerships. The short of that long title is that I get to work closely with projects that I'm incredibly proud of, and one of those is We Live Here Authentico. That is St. Louis Public Radio's podcast that embraces Latino identity in St. Louis and beyond. One of the recent episodes takes us to Tacos La Jefa in St. Louis's Dutchtown neighborhood. Over the next 20 minutes, let's take a listen and sample this delightful dish and this incredible work that's highlighting our Latino community. ¿Qué onda, San Luis? I am Gabriela Ramirez Arellano. And I am Alejandro Santiago. Today, we're taking you on a culinary journey. We had a chance to sit down early on a Saturday morning at Tacos La Jefa in the heart of Dutchtown in St. Louis. Elizabeth and Diana share with us about all things birria, from why they sell delicious quesabirrias only on Saturdays and why they sell out every time. I'm sure you have seen what the internet is calling what tacos on TikTok. Oh my God. Gabby, the lines go around the block. We're just gonna eat them, we're just gonna eat them. See, thinking about it is making me hungry. It's so good. The center of the story starts with the matriarch of the Mezcua family, Heriberta Amezcua, also known as La Jefa, the, the boss. Kind of like that. Whose legacy is celebrated every day at Tacos La Jefa. Elizabeth, the daughter of Heriberta, walks us through the journey of opening the restaurant, a longtime dream of her mother's. Diana, Heriberta's granddaughter, and also the gatekeeper now of the delicious birria recipe, highlights the impact her grandmother had on the family and on the community. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is birria, you're asking? Birria is a meaty Mexican stew from the state of Jalisco, and the quesabirria is a crunchy quesadilla with tons of melted cheese filled with hot, tender, juicy birria meat that has been stained red by the chiles and the spices that give it a deep red color. It's one dish you can't rush, and a whole process. That's why once you run out, you run out. See mi abuelita, Heriberta Mezcoya, my grandma, la jefa. She's always loved to cook, um, and she started at nightclubs um, and festivals. Festival was a big thing for her. A few years ago, um, she actually started selling from her house. Um, Era menudo, the quesadillas, pozole. She tried everything, right? Yeah. Like she was trying to see what is the best for the community or the people. Gracias a Dios, uh, social media hizo que la birria fuera un big hit y en ese momento no. Thanks to social media, the birria was a big hit. Before that, there weren't many businesses that sold birria. My grandma, Diana, told us, was known in the Hispanic community for making birria every now and then. So one day, she decided to make it, and we put it on Facebook. It was around the block, the line, the cars were, it was, it was very big. So we were like, she, we were like, it's time for us to do something uh, more some, formal. Some, yeah, it, um, it was every Saturday nonstop um, before the pandemic. Lines, long lines from uh, Mexicanos de todas nacionalidades iban a probar la birria. Especialmente por el, el smell de la birria is so delicious. 
The lines were around the block, and they started to worry that neighbors might be upset, but they ended up seeing them in the line as well, because the smell of birria is so good and so strong, it called out to their customers. Good afternoon, guys. Buenas tardes. We are open on this beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. Come on down, guys. We are open from 11 to sell out. We are here at 3301 Merrimack Street, St. Louis, Missouri. Véngase, véngase todos aquí a comer al taco la quefa. That was the first thing we noticed as the We Live Here Authentico team walked in early on a Saturday morning to talk with Diana and Elizabeth. It's a family affair for sure. And there were several other family members there as well, preparing the meat in the customized kitchen behind the building. It looks a lot like something you would see in Mexico. There were younger family members there as well, enjoying donuts and café from another local small business that the family loves to start the morning preparations with. According to the 2020 census, Latinos now make up to 19% of the total U.S. population or 62.1 million people, having grown 23% since 2010. In addition to representing a formidable consumer base with Latino consumption totaling 1.85 trillion, Latinos continue to start businesses at a faster rate than all others. 44% growth in the number of businesses in the last 10 years compared to just 4% of non-Latinos. These growing consumption and business ownership trends result in 2.75 trillion of total economic output by Latinos in the United States. As Latinos continue to play an important role in the U.S. economy through business ownership and job creation, we're also seeing this in St. Louis. Pero lo más bonito es el amor que le das a la comida. Siempre, Elizabeth shared um, that the love with which her mom, La Jefa, put into the food was the most impressive. She wouldn't let anyone in the kitchen because she wanted to make sure that everything was right. She wanted to do the cooking herself and put a lot of effort. Sometimes she didn't sleep just to be sure that everything was right there. The flavors were so important to La Jefa. Diana, her granddaughter, leads the way in the kitchen, and now everyone comes to her to ask her and make sure that the spices and the flavors are just right. And now she tells everyone to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> so now Diana's got the secret sauce. <laughs> oh yeah, we love San Luis, by the way. And I have to say this, um, San Luis welcomes us really well. And I don't change San Luis for nothing. I mean, for real. Just like Elizabeth, I wouldn't change St. Louis for nothing. Missouri has a small but growing immigrant population, many of who are from Mexico, such as the Amezcuas. 4% of the state's residents were born in another country, while another 4% of residents are native-born U.S. citizens with at least one immigrant parent. As neighbors, business owners, taxpayers, and workers, immigrants are an integral part of Missouri's diverse and thriving communities while making extensive contributions that benefit all. The Amezcuas first arrived in California and eventually followed one of Heriberta Amezcuas' brothers to St. Louis and called it home. My mom, um, ella puso mucho empeño a la comunidad desde que llegó. My mom put a lot of effort into helping the community. 
not only her family. When the pandemic started, she started helping neighbors. She even stopped working to assist people in donating clothes, making food, and helping in any possible way. As we continue to talk to Diana and Elizabeth, it was very clear that the passion Heriberta had for the St. Louis community was directly related to the love St. Louis showed the family when they first arrived. Yes, they also shared that during the pandemic, when a lot of people didn't have resources and food or a job, Heriberta would step up for the community and share a little bit of what she had, which wasn't much, but she was able to share that with the community. She fed her neighbors and did what she could to help others. This is amazing. Gavi, do you remember how confusing everything was in 2020? So many unknowns. I was feeling very confused and scared. I think we were all wondering, what are we going to do? And for how long? March of 2020, when the first stay-at-home order came out of the governor's office, we also sprang into action. My friend Lourdes Trevino Bailon and I saw that order come out in English and waited for something to come out in Spanish and other languages to let the other language speakers know what was happening and to stay at home. But it never did. We ended up doing the Spanish translation ourselves and then reached out to my friend Susan Evans of AAA Translations, who was able to provide pro bono translations in several languages for the city and county of St. Louis. And we continue to be a resource of information, education, and connections. We've all stepped up to help each other and the community. Yo de verdad lo digo de corazón. Um, a veces mis uh, familia que vive en California dice, ¿cómo vienen en, en un estado que es muy criminal? Elizabeth's family in California sometimes ask, how can they live in Missouri, as there are many negative perceptions about where we live. Elizabeth tells them, in her own words, that St. Louis has given us the best welcome. It has given us a home, an opportunity, and I simply cannot say anything negative about St. Louis. I can only say thank you, and we love St. Louis. This is St. Louis on the Air, and we're listening to a recent episode of St. Louis Public Radio's podcast, We Live Here Authentico. Hosts Alejandro Santiago and Gabriela Ramirez Ariano are exploring the legacy of Tacos La Jefa, a restaurant in St. Louis's Dutchtown neighborhood. We are here today at Tacos La Jefa early in the morning before all the craziness starts, before everybody comes in and enjoys some birria. Just to make our listeners hungry, it's also known as a a wet tacos because you're actually able to dip it or uh, dunk it or even drink the sauce, which is called a consomme. Yeah, and I would just say also that birria traditionally um, is a very humble food because it's born out of... Um, the need to not waste and so it's the unwanted goat meat that traditionally makes birria and so they season it with very heavily sauce so that you get rid of that Um, of course they use beef now because you know goats not only difficult to find around here but (laughs) the smell also um, is something that people don't always like and so um, really just born out of necessity something that they've Mm. done and um, the recipe is from their family in Jalisco. 
So this is a shared food kitchen. So there's different types of restaurants and uh, different types of foods. They can sit, they can enjoy different types of dishes. So this is a picture of Heriberta Mezcua, who is Tacos La Jefa. And we're looking at an altar that has a picture of her with flowers and balloons and messages, really just honoring her and her legacy that she's left for the kids and the grandkids. During the pandemic, you know, they were really just starting out, so they didn't have a lot, but her mom just started making quesadillas at her house and just passing them out to people in the neighborhood. The picture that we're seeing is Heriberta um, dining with her family, you know, bonding over some looks like birria. You can see the passion that she had for this specific dish. It's part of an article that was published, looks like. So, you know, you can really tell that it's a very family-oriented business, but then also the family aspect of the business is very much there. All the workers are part of the family, and the leaders of the, of the business today are part of the legacy that Iveta leaves. On April 18, at age 69, Heriberta Amezcua passed. Her passion, dream, and vision of opening her restaurant and sharing her family recipes became a reality. For seven months, Heriberta enjoyed serving customers and bringing her beloved birria to St. Louis. As you enter the restaurant, pictures of her decorate the room, candles are lit in her memory, and her family, day by day, continues to fulfill Heriberta's dream. Heriberta's biggest legacy, however, resides in the family she loved and adored. Es difícil de explicar, pero uno es um, el amor por seguir adelante, nunca te des por vencida. Never, never give up. Um, it's, and it's also never too late to reach your dream. Mm -hmm. um, she did it, so anything that I want to do, I know I can do because she's taught me that it's possible and uh, the cooking. Um, since I was young and since I can remember, I was always next to her wanting to learn how to cook and I can say that I'm blessed enough that I, that I stayed by her side and um, was able to learn. Bueno, primeramente la pasión, el amor por la familia, la paciencia. First of all, the passion, the love for the family, the patience, a lot of patience. Because in a big family, there will always be ups and downs, but she was always there for everyone, not just for us, but for the whole family, and showing that we would do it, not to give up. Seven months before she died, her dream became true. I'm going to show you a photo where she was just like, I did it. At 68 years old, and like I said, she only made it to the third grade. She taught us that sometimes we put up barriers. I cannot do this, or I cannot learn English, and I can do that. She showed us that if you fall, I'll pick you up, and we can keep going together. There are so many feelings. 
I can tell you that she taught me so that I can teach my children and they can teach their children, and not just them, their community, you, the public that is listening to us. As you hear Elizabeth's voice, you can hear and feel the love and passion as she remembers her mom with the firm belief that anything is possible. In St. Louis, the smell of birria is one that is of dreams fulfilled and family legacy. For the Amesco family, anything is possible when they do it together. For me to see her dream, her open up her restaurant, even though she had a lot of health issues, it was amazing to see, like her happiness. And I know she was tired, but she never showed it. She never complained. Um, it was a blessing to see to see her open. She would call me from the hospital to make sure I was doing everything correctly. <laughs> she would say, did you do this? And yes, grandma. And then she would call me later. Did you do this? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, grandma. <laughs> so even from the hospital, she was working, even though she needed to relax, she was working nonstop. It was hard for Elizabeth to describe what she was feeling as they opened the restaurant. Seeing her mom being able to say, yes, we did it, we did it will be a moment that will forever stay with her. Heriberta's educational journey lasted till third grade. However, her business and visionary mindset were ingrained in her. She encouraged her family to push and to work together in opening a restaurant. Heriberta united the family through love and food. Heriberta was a visionary. Before she passed away, she told all the family, I want you all to be there and a part of this restaurant. She knew what it would take because she saved money to start her business. She never got a loan or asked for help. But rather, from what she earned cleaning houses, she saved her money and she saved and saved for years. She didn't know about loans or capital nor how to access it. She continued saving money and kept it really hidden from everyone. When she had enough capital, she mentioned to her accomplice, Diana, and another daughter, Liliana, we are ready, and she brought everyone together. When she said something was happening, she wasn't asking. She was letting them know that they were going to do it. <laughs> that hunger, that drive to seek a better life in a new land, often makes us immigrants inclined to work hard in search of new opportunities. It's the sort of grit and dedication that is needed in people to better financial outcomes. And frankly, for many of us to survive, statistics prove it. The 2017 Kaufman Entrepreneurship Index shows that immigrants are more entrepreneurial than native-born Americans. Every year from 1996 to 2016, the pace at which immigrants started businesses outpaced U.S.-born individuals twofold. Whether it's a family-owned taqueria or a Silicon Valley startup, Immigrants are engaging in entrepreneurship more frequently. Businesses owned by people of color face unique challenges. They are more likely to be denied a business loan or a business line of credit due to racial discrimination or because their credit score is not as high as it should be. But how can you build credit if no one will give it to you? Not having access to capital also affects the ability to tap into hiring more staff, getting more tools, programming, and services that would help in operating more efficiently. St. Louis, the gateway to the West, maintains a legacy as a critical trade hub along the Mississippi River, home to nine Fortune 500 companies, two major league sports teams, 
and one of the country's fastest-growing foreign-born populations. Our region serves as an important economic and cultural center. However, economic opportunity has not been shared equally among its 2.2 million residents. Addressing these disparities requires solutions that create wealth across all communities and build accessible paths to entrepreneurship and business ownership. Eriberta lived a life full of passion and dreams. She is a personification of living autentico. And as we honor Eriberta's dream and legacy, it is clear what living autentico means to both Diana and Elizabeth, as well as their family. Autentico significa tanto, pero es amor. Autentico means so much, but it is love. It's being you. It is passion that you have to show. When you are authentic, you show it and it is contagious and explosive. To me, that is authentic. As you are listening, you better be making plans to visit Tacos La Jefa in Dutchtown. Add it to your weekend to-do list because they're only open on Saturdays. When we were there, not only did we get a chance to be the Amesco family, but also see everyone in action, getting ready for that day. As you place your order, look to your right. The lady in the frame is Eriberta Amescua. Now, know that you're living her dream and living autentico. Follow Tacos La Jefa on Facebook and find out what's next and what they're up to. Not just how they're making St. Louis great, but the community great. I am Diana Guzman. Soy Elizabeth Amescua. With Tacos La Jefa, and we live here. Autentico! <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh my God. We Live Here Authentico is St. Louis Public Radio's podcast that explores Latino identity and culture in St. Louis and beyond. To see photos and listen to more We Live Here Authentico episodes, visit welivehere.show. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.